It's Bob Bakken from the Soto County News, contributor to OB Pod, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, OB Pod. Guys, that was our own Bob Bakken right there, and we got him to do our intro this week to tell him thank you for a year of service giving us some good local news and helping us out here at OB Pod. Yeah, thank you so much, Bob. We gave you a happy birthday last week, and now you have your one-year anniversary. Hopefully, we get to keep saying this for many years to come. So, morning, Cash. Morning, Zach. How you doing, brother? I am just exhausted. I, I can't believe it's already Saturday again. I know it, man. Well, you and I were just talking before the pod about it. it feels like we just saw each other a couple of days ago. But uh, Well, I think in fact, been- we did because we've been working really hard. Uh, no, a lot of it has been you on these videos that I am ecstatic about. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's what I was about to tell you, man. This, this week has been one of the probably the funnest week of podcasting stuff I've ever had. Uh, this show is a, a large collection of work you and I have been putting together. We have got all three head football coaches of our schools here, of all the branch, Center Hill and Lewisburg, uh, have joined us. We've got a great interviews, and this is the beginning of our post-game show that we are starting this year. Uh, I couldn't be happier. And then, like you said, the videos, um, we, we approached this idea with them of maybe doing some spoofs or some parodies to kind of really – show off you know that they're they want to be fun and have a good time with their kids and you know promote the program for the kids benefit and the community benefit all three coaches jumped right in there wasn't hesitation there wasn't anything and so the three videos that we have on our facebook and twitter right now for each of these coaches uh i have never been more proud of and had a great time filming uh and they're just it's just just a lot of fun and it's just great it just shows you what kind of caliber of coaches and what commitment they have for their kids. I couldn't imagine getting this from like a Nick Saban or something, but to get these from your community leaders that are leading your children and helping them grow into men, I cannot thank them enough. And just being able to spend a little bit of time with them doing these, man, I really wish I had a coach like that. You know, somebody that I knew cherished me all the way through that. Really? Yeah. Is that that, that where you went with that? Nice little stab there. (laughs) I appreciate that, man. No, but I mean, this is something I very easily could have seen you doing and just letting your kids know like, hey, I'm here for you and I'm going to make sure that you are seen in the best way possible. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Now, you and I do have a little bit of video time on one of the videos we made for, uh, you know, one of the schools here. And so we'll drop that at a later time. And I think everybody will enjoy that, too. So, you know, try to make fun of ourselves a little bit, which is always fun. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to be able to laugh at yourself, then what, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Speaking of laughing, I, I think we've got some new jokes sent in to us today. That is correct. Actually, um, I got several emails saying we got to do better. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and say I didn't read can- those emails because <laughs> I got nothing but positive feedback. <laughs> I just do that little dig in there. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yes, we got a good ones um, and they went a d- different direction. But thank you. We didn't have any of those jokes that we can't talk about this <laughs> week. So I appreciate that as well. But guys, we'll get ahead and get started. Cash, what do you call a sad cup of coffee? An empty one? Mm, that's not bad. A depresso. <laughs> <laughs> Cash, John Travolta tested negative for COVID. Okay. 
Turns out it was Saturday Night Fever. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I was curious of where that one was going, and that was, right, that was last, really good. Last one. What do you call a bulletproof Irishman? I do not know. Rick O'Shea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. Oh. Thank you all, guys, as always. I mean, I, I love these emails. Uh, some people were just emailing us and saying, like, hey, please keep it going. You make my morning. I, like I said, we really enjoy it. We're going to keep doing it until we run out of content. Hey, it is what it is. It's fun. It's good times. Guys, we really appreciate those emails. There's nothing better than getting to banter back and forth with the people who listen to the podcast and enjoy it. But speaking of banter, I'm pretty excited that next week we are going to have Brian Couch join us. Now, guys, if you don't know who Brian Couch is after listening to us this long, let me go ahead and educate you now. Brian Couch and his team, which is called Team Couch of Birch Realty, is the number one realtor group in DeSoto County, basically in North Mississippi or the Memphis Tri-State area. They have over 60 years of experience, have done over 25,000 closings recently, and have been voted the top realtor team four times in DeSoto County by the, by the DeSoto Times Tribune. This is a huge accomplishment, and it's a testament to what they have done in the real estate area around here. They handle everything you can imagine when it comes to real estate. And right now, they are offering a free market analysis to anyone who is interested, who is possibly considering selling their home, wanting to find out what it's worth. And this is completely with no obligation. They'll come in, let you know what your house is valued at, what the houses around you are valued at, and give you an honest interpretation of what you could do with your real estate. And they're going to treat you right. This is a full-service realty team now. That means this is what they do. This is not a part-time gig. This isn't a second time. If you call, you're going to get somebody on the team, and they're going to be there to help answer your questions and take care of your business. This is truly the best place to work with. Check them out at teamcouch.com, or you can call Brian or anybody his crew at 662-449-1700. All right, guys, it's time for that motivational message we like to do every week, and hopefully it hits somebody on a personal note and gives them a little bit of hope or a little bit of encouragement or gives them a bright day or something to think about for the future. And this week, our focus on is, is that you know we're living in a time where things are getting scary or some bad things have happened. I just had a really close friend of mine just lose his father due to illness. And it's really tough to see that stuff. And so he's in a, you know, he's in a hard place right now and there's a lot of grief and we're there to support him. Um, and so it's kind of my motivation for the motivational message this week. And so this one right here is one of those ones where when life is hard and maybe things don't go your way or you want to give up, maybe this will help you out a little bit. So we're going to go to that now. Life happens. The unexpected. The uncalled for. The unintentional. We've been damaged emotionally. Damaged spiritually. It may be your business. It may be your heart that is broken today. It may be the number in your bank account that is screaming, you are broke. You can break physically. You can break mentally. You can break your heart. You can break your spirit. And all of those are going to leave a mark. But the mark that they leave can be the mark of victory or can be the mark of defeat. It is staying with the breaking that produces the blessing. It is not what you go through that determines where you end up. It's who you listen to. Because I think right now you are walking through a valley between two voices. 
One is wisdom, one is worry. One is gratitude, one is grumbling. One is blame, one is faith. Because every time you break, and in every way that you break, while it's a chance for you to give up and for you to fall apart, but there's also opportunity to get stronger and get smarter and get faster and get tougher and get more stable and get more resilient and get better. What I need you to do is I need you to find a reason to keep going. And if you can find a reason to keep going, I know you're strong enough to do it because you healed it. And every human has what it takes to get past whatever they're going through if they decide to push through it. Push through it. Tragedy and trials come to everybody. Only the strong survive. The fight isn't over. The fight is just beginning. You have the opportunity to show the world what you are really made of. Sometimes it's nice to just be able to hear a message like that from somebody you don't know, because even though like, you need to hear it, it's hard to hear from somebody, you know, so being able to hear other people are going through that, it makes it a little bit easier. And that is a message that hopefully will help get some people through tough times. I agree, Cash. Um, guys, if you know somebody out there that might benefit from hearing that, why don't you let them know? Um, you know, tell them about the podcast. Tell them that we something we do every week. And even if you just listen to it for the first five minutes to get the message and you turn us off, that's okay. Uh, that means it's bettering somebody or it's helping your community or helping a friend. Uh, it gives them a little peace. Then then go for it. That's, our goal here with this is truly to promote our community. And, if, and that is in a positive way. And so if somebody gets a positive out of something, this for a couple minutes of our podcast, then that's the best paycheck that Cash and I could ever get. Uh, you know, and so make sure you're doing that. And remember, go to your podcast catcher, your provider, wherever. Make sure you've hit subscribe. Tell your friends to do the same thing so they can get the same thing as well as let them know to share it to other people. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We really want to give you positive vibes out there and change the public perception into a more positive one each and every week. You know, Cash, speaking of changing positive perspectives, our next advertiser and close friend is Michael Hatcher and Associates. Guys, we've mentioned them a lot, but they are just absolutely phenomenal. And the reason is, is because they do so much in our community. Michael Hatcher is associated with so many things that help the schools, communities, even the Lander Center. You name it, the guy has his fingers in so many different things that help so many people in so many unique ways. And it's just a great, great business here locally, right here in Olive Branch. Right now, they are hiring tons of positions that have so many great opportunities. If you're a person who is maybe looking for a change in their job, uh, doesn't have a career, looking for one to really get their hands and feet into, to really try to change things, this is a great place to check out. You can go to HatcherLandscape.com and they have lists of positions they have available. There are numerous there, all the way from lower level up to higher level. Everything you can imagine from sales manager, property management, uh, you know, grounds crew, irrigation, mechanics, you name it. They have so many different options and it's just a great place to be. They give out bonuses for just being there and doing great work. Um, they have amazing benefits, insurance, the works. I could go on and on, but I can tell you now, you will not regret if you go over there and you call Gabby, who is their talent acquisition manager, and her number is 662-755-3207. As well as remember, HatcherLandscape.com. 
Now we're going to move on to the news, and there might not have been an alderman meeting this past week, but we are going to be getting ready for one on Tuesday and a board of supervisors meeting on Monday, which is going to have a little bit of news about Olive Branch. The board of supervisors, when they meet on Monday, are going to be talking about the fifth phase of the retreats at Center Hill and placing 21 lots on 20.43 acres. It's nice to know that there's actually still going to be some places with a little bit of land. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, brother. I hear you. It seems like lately we've been talking nothing but, but shoe uh, shoebox lots is what we've been talking about. Absolutely crazy. And here we have something that people actually moved to Mississippi for. And also they're going to be talking about the request by the BJ Chain Library to place a little free library by the OB Health Department. That'd be cool. Which That'd have you ever used those things before? They're really neat. You're talking about these little boxes where you can put books in and come back out and, you know, it's just a really, really small deal or are we talking about something else? No, it's like one of those little things that looks like almost a birdhouse with a clear door window, like you said. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. go ahead and put a book in there or just go up and take one out. And it's just one of the coolest things that still gives you a little bit of hope in people. It's just like, oh, okay, I want a further reading in this area. That's cool. That's cool. I've seen those before. Several of our schools in the Olive Branch area actually have them, some of the elementary ones. Mm-hmm. I know there's one at Center Hill Elementary where they have one of those. It's take a book, bring a book, this kind of thing. And they also use those kind of deals for when it comes for food, for if somebody's in need or things. They'll put canned foods or different things in there so somebody can come by and get it. There's no shame. There's no judgment. It's truly just to help somebody who's in need. Absolutely. And I can't thank people enough who are creative enough to think of something like this and to go ahead and do it. Like you said, there is no shame in helping people or reaching out when you need help. Agreed. Now, this past Monday on August the 9th, there was a massive redistricting meeting down in Senatobia, which I didn't even really know about. We were able to hear and read a little bit from what Bob wrote. And man, this was a huge meeting to where they led in on their senators and citizens came out. And it was nice to see people sticking up for what they believe in. Yes, I heard a little bit about this. And our buddies over at UTW were talking about it pretty heavily on their last episode. Uh, it's it's crazy, some of the information that came out. One of the biggest things that surprised me, Cash, is what basically the census numbers what they, was the main focus. And they said that Mississippi lost 6,018 people in comparison to the last time. And I'm struggling with that. Well, I guess because of where we live, all we see is the growth and the continued expansion of DeSoto County. So, yeah, it seems almost unreasonable to believe we lost 6,000 when it feels we gained probably a quarter of a million people in our small city. Yeah, it, it's, it's bananas. Uh, the other thing is, is that basically due to certain growth in certain areas, they're going to have to redo some new lines and we might pick up a new house seat, maybe a new Senate seat. And that's only in the state now, of course. Um, but the, I think the biggest controversy of the whole meeting was several people got up and said that they feel like that these new districting lines are going to be aimed at well, not uh, even the new ones, the old ones that we had in place during this last election. Correct, correct. I, I misspoke there, but um, they feel like it is uh, not benefiting or fairly representing minorities. Um, I know there's a lot of issue and pushback on that. Uh, gerrymandering has always been a thing that has popped up in a lot of these elections. But while we were talking about it, we were always a little confused at how some of the lines are drawn and where some of the polling locations were. And that was one of the biggest issues with Miss Gillespie Issam, who was running in the election. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and guys, so if you don't know what gerrymandering is or what we're talking about in more detail, basically it means is that you draw lines to where your minority vote is so minimal, it basically is it's like segregation or, you know, 
almost racism when it comes to how your election will turn out due to the population of an area. And so if you make it where your population is predominantly white for an entire district, what well, the chances are you're probably going to have a white politician or a person to be elected. If you put an, all the minority in one area, uh, then, of course, that minority will have that one person likely to be a representative, but it's not representative of the entire area when it comes to how it should be done. And so that is what they're meaning when they say gerrymandering, as well as it's also against the law. So, you know, you can't yeah. do that either. So there's a lot of things you have to try to make it as equal and fair for everyone so that everyone is properly represented. And so I think that was some of the pushback, but I think that's going to be a continued pushback from now until forever, because not everybody's going to be satisfied with how lines are drawn and how they feel things should be done. And so uh, it's something we should see a lot moving forward as well. This is something that should always be talked about, like you said, and it is always going to be talked about, thankfully, because these kinds of things need to be out in the air. People need to be able to air their grievances. And some of them have very legitimate cases. Well, that's the thing. We want to promote this podcast to get people to know what they know and feel comfortable to go and voice their opinion. So if they want to see change, you got to be a part of that change. It is what it is. Couldn't agree with you more. And the other big thing that happened there, which we had a huge episode on, was the annexation and them not getting the right to vote in a place that they were annexed. And unfortunately, that was just the laws of Mississippi. And sometimes all you can do is go air your grievances and try to make sure it doesn't happen to other people like it did to you. Yeah, it was a, it was almost like a, a perfect storm. I mean, like they annexed an area within 30 days of an election, but you have to live in an area for over 30 mm-hmm. days to be allowed to vote there. And then you couldn't apply to be a person to even be elected because you have to live there for a certain time, but you didn't live there in the city until less than 30 days. So it was a catch-22, and the person who lives in the annex area suffered when it comes to all of that. So they had great points. Uh, So I'm I'm curious to see if anything will change. I highly doubt it, sadly. Yeah, and for people to say that it was something that was planned, this went to a judge who had to go talk about it. There was a whole trial, and then there was a period that could have delayed it had anybody decided to come and vote against it, and nobody did. And not only that, there was a full expectation that somebody was going to appeal it, and this was going to take a two-year process, and no one did. Yeah, and we were shocked. And it could have even been a single citizen, but nobody appealed this. Which, I mean, like you said, back when we talked about it, it was a huge surprise because there were so many people against this annexation, and to find out that it all just deflated the second a judgment was made. The trial went on an extra day to hear everybody come in and oppose it. It It was a real surprise. It was a real, real surprise. But so uh, thank you, everybody that went down to Senatobia, spoke. It was amazing to read everything and continue fighting your fight. Absolutely. In more local news, Baptist Hospital and Methodist Hospitals, or basically healthcare in general, are now going to be requiring vaccination for all their workers by November 1st. This is, uh, this is one of the first times this is happening in our local area, and it probably won't be the last. It's always weird to see the government step into something like this and have, well, I mean, I guess it's not even necessarily the government, but just having places decide whether or not you can do something to work there. I support everyone getting vaccinated. I hope you do. It just feels icky whenever it's required. Yeah, I kind of expect some pushback on this, honestly. And don't get me wrong. Most everyone I know that works in the medical field that I talk to, because, you know, my wife is one yeah. and we have a lot of friends in that area. They are all promoting getting vaccinated and they seem to be that they hope others do the, the yeah. same. I mean, I'm uh, vaccinated. So, I hope everybody does. But, hey, it's your right to yeah, decide if have, that's what you want to do. Exactly. It's your right to choose how you want to do things. And so um, we're not here to tell you any differently. Uh, we just want everybody to be safe out there and hope everyone stays uh, uh, stays healthy. 
And speaking of being safe, do we have a new sheriff in town? Yes, uh, guys. Supervisor Mike Lee, or Michael Lee, it'd be more formal. He uh, he is the District Five supervisor. I know uh, Mike. He's uh, he's a Hernando guy, graduated from Hernando. He has announced two years in advance that he is going to be running for sheriff with the anticipation that Sheriff Rasco will not be rerunning. Yeah, I did read that he was not. So that's pretty good anticipation. And to go ahead and get out. Maybe you don't have to spend as much to advertise the run for it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think the DeSoto County Sheriff position is going to be a highly coveted position. I think there's going to be a lot of candidates. Sheriff Rasco is one of the only politicians I've ever seen in my entire life get over 80 to 90% of the vote in his favor for an elected position I've ever seen. I yeah, mean, and I mean it's not like of. he's running unopposed. He just continues walloping every single person who tries to run against him. It's amazing, and uh, and I know Sheriff Rasco, and he's a good man, and so uh, it's a it's a it's a loss for the county in a couple of years, but we thank you for him, thank him for his service. So next up is somebody who didn't quite make it to the big leagues, but he got to throw out a first pitch. Yeah, this is tough, Cash. When I read this other day, I, I, you know, it was a it's a happy moment, but it's also sad too yeah because you don't necessarily get to do this if something didn't happen to you but to continue fighting in life and to make it back to this point to where you can do it bravo yes guys we're talking about tyler densford he was paralyzed from the chest down in a freak helicopter accident back in 2016 but he uh he got to go out to a cubs game and throw out the first pitch versus the brewers and, uh, you know, he was a local here. He was a graduate here at Lewisburg High School back in, what, 2012? Yep. And he might have actually done better than any of the Cubs pitchers that night as they have <laughs> been walloped by the <laughs> Brewers we, or day in and day out. I actually won a good bit of money betting against the Cubs. There you go. Yeah. He's doing a nice alternate line because, well, like I said, the Cubs are a dumpster fire. <laughs> you know, speaking of brews, uh, the Mississippi Ale House had its Beer Olympics or Beer Olympics, as they like to call it. Um, this is a, a kind of a new thing that's kind of going on. It's been here, what, just what, a year or two? Yeah, I think it's like on its second year right now, and it's always a fun thing. I used to have these back when I was a youngster of the very noble drinking age of 21 and all of our friends would get together and have our own events. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that sounds like a frat house event, not, the, not a community event. No, 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 no. We, we challenged other communities <laughs> and put our best against their best. But to see this become an official thing with the Mississippi Ale House and what they're going to be able to grow it into, maybe next year we have a Team OB pod going up there and trying to destroy maybe the competition. So. Maybe so. Uh, so, guys, the winner this year was Team Canada, which – Team Canada? Which yeah. Interesting name. This was headlined by one of our own Ghostbusters of DeSoto County, William Bates. Uh, there was a slew of events there. They had a beer relay, beer putt soccer relay a keg lift a crowler shot put a shoot beer can a volley pong and rhythmic beer nastics and that is where we will come in dead last and might actually get banned because i can only imagine what our beer nastics would look like if anything it would be the comedy hour to wrap up the show it very much would reminisce will ferrell in old school i don't know if anyone oh, remembers God. that scene where he's just sitting there twirling in the spandex after getting caught on fire with the ring yeah. But uh, I, I think we would have that athletic capability. Um, I, I wouldn't even go there. Wouldn't no, go uh, there. we're, we're going to be below Will Ferrell. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Woo. No, no mm, we're not going there at all. Now, yeah. if you need to uh, pour bleach in your eyes and to get that out of there, <laughs> one of our sponsors is going to be able to help you out. That's right, guys. Our friends at DeSoto Cleaning will do anything you need to help you out your cleaning needs when it comes to your house, especially floors, as they specialize in tile and grout, hardwood, and the big one, they love to steam clean your floors, especially carpet. Guys, they've been doing this for over 17 years, everything from disaster restoration up to cleanup and rebuild, as well as they are a huge sponsor on our show and do a lot for our community. And I got to tell you, they've gone out an extra mile. And if you mention OB Pod when you ask them for a quote, or if you get the bill, if you mention us, they're going to give you 15% off your entire bill. Now, that's a huge discount, and that's a testament to Brian and his crew, and we want to say thank you to them. So make sure you go check them out. The best way to get a hold of them is actually through Facebook. They have a Facebook page for DeSoto Cleaning, and they have amazing videos on there that show you before and after. They'll really highlight how some places might look clean, and they're not. And so... It's an eye-opening experience. Go check them out if you're interested. We want to let you know that the city wants your money, but not in a bad way. Well, it's always in a bad way when the city wants your money, but they're making my it, money. Yeah. <laughs> but they're making it a little bit easier for you to give it to them, which I think is a step in the right direction. They have now made it to where you can do some bill pays online along with some of your utilities. They can go into auto payment. All you have to do is go online to www.obms.us, even pay your citations if you are one of those people that maybe get a speeding ticket and have some court fees to well, come on, Cash. You know none of our folks in Olive Branch speed or do anything that's going to require a court violation. It's just not possible. This is a waste of the internet right here. And I'm sure our officers are just hanging out on the side of the road to ensure anyone has a flat tire gets the help that they need. That's true. Don't get me wrong. How many, I've seen a lot of videos where the OPPD have gone out and helped citizens with you know a car that's broke down, a tire, whatever it may be. And so uh, just to get another opportunity to say thank you to our police officers. Thank you to the Olive Branch Police Department in general. We really appreciate what you guys do. And thank you to the citizens for ensuring that they don't have a difficult job out there. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. The other cool feature that they have is for residents to be able to see the city's garbage and recycling schedule. Schedule. That's pretty good. Speaking of garbage, you know, guys, if you have a house that you might call kind of garbagey or looks like garbage and you really just kind of want to get rid of it, don't want to fool with it, maybe it's in bad shape, maybe it's got some damage to it, got holes in the roof, who knows, whatever, you know, holes in the wall, missing windows, or it's just a house that maybe was bestowed to you that's really out of date. Uh, needs a lot of updating. Maybe it was a relative, maybe a lost loved one, whatever it could be, or it could be a divorce and it's a symbol of somebody you just don't want to see anymore in your life. Who knows? Either way it goes, if you want to get rid of that house fast and for cash, quick closings, the whole nine yards, and feel like you're not getting taken to the cleaners, um, there is an awesome company here local, right here in Olive Branch, and that is Rodman Properties. Now, they run a website called iBuyDeSoto.com, and you can see all the things they offer, how they do their process, how they come out and evaluate your home, and you can see tons of testimonials about how people went in, gave it a shot, and had one of the best experiences ever working with Abby and Spence Rodman. This is truly a local family-owned company that does amazing work. A lot of times they'll buy the homes and they'll actually rehab them, update them, 
resell them, or sometimes they turn them into rental properties, but every single one of them has bettered the community they're in. The houses are look amazing. And a lot of times they get on Facebook and they let the community choose how they want to go about fixing up the homes so that the people right there who get to see the house get to contribute to see how it looks better and they enjoy the process. Name a better company that does that to help your own community. This is a great place. So if you're in a situation like that or if you know someone in a situation like that that maybe has a house they want to get rid of or are looking for something, hey, go check out iBuyDeSoto.com. You will not regret it. And if you are using Rodman Properties, that means you are into some Southern living. And what goes better in the South than beer? Well, maybe a cider. As one of our big sponsors, Backwater Brewery, was recently featured in Southern Living Magazine. Cash, when I saw the magazine article, I was blown away, man, to see that this Southern Living is a big magazine now. This is a real deal. I, I used to have a subscription. No lie, because like when my wife and I were looking to build a house, mm-hmm. we wanted to design ideas. And Southern Living has these little sections where they show these Southern houses and how beautiful they are, up and comings and all that stuff. But they always have great articles on food, entertainment, etc. And here's a great example. And to see that Backwater Brewery made number eight out of a top 14 list in all of the South as being an up-and-coming cider producer, a nano brewery and stuff, to see their logo on that stuff, this is huge for JR and Twinkie, man. This is absolutely awesome. And this is right here in Old Town Olive Branch, guys. Right next to Side Street Burger, right there in Old 178, is this cool little place. It's so retro. It's a nice little lounge style, and it's a nano brewery. You can go up there, and it's got glass walls. You can see all their equipment they use to make their ciders and lagers and all that stuff, as well as they have a lounge above it where you can buy a growler, and you can try different ones. They make new drinks constantly. Every week, it's almost like they get a new type of flavor, something unique. So every experience going there is something unique, better than last time, and you you can just get that feel of it's a refined experience. You know, it's not just going to the gas station and picking up Natty Light. Let's go ahead and let's move past this, people. <laughs> this is an opportunity to get something unique and have a social environment that's cool. Or if you just want to go there and get a beer and step out in the patio area and just enjoy the sun when it's not a thousand degrees outside, this is the place to go, guys. This is it's absolutely fantastic place. One of my favorite places to visit. I know Cash, it's yours. And they promote the area so well. They collaborate with a lot of local companies in the area. We've already talked about them with Athena Roasting Company, Tacoholics, one of our favorite Mexican food trucks that's about to get a nice little brick and mortar stuff. They've been on a Mexican kick with them, creating different loggers and ciders for people to enjoy. And if you want something different, definitely give them a try, but talk to them and they might be able to create something that you and the community is going to love. Yes, guys, please go check them out. They are on Twitter and Facebook at backwater.ms. That's going to wrap us up in the intro. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you with interviews from all three head coaches in the Olive Branch area, Peacock, Russell, and Hectorn, in a small movie review of The Suicide Squad. Is planning your summer getaway becoming too much of a hassle? Then reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher of Magical Destinations. Whether it's a trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or a tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destination is locally owned in Hernando, so give them a call today at 662-469-6304 
or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. With summer here, are you looking to start renovating? Well, North Mississippi Dumpster is the local business you want to contact. All you have to do is head over to DeSotoDumpsters.com. You'll be able to find all of your pricing and sizing needs. They're open seven days a week and have fantastic prices. They carry 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are in great conditions so you don't have an eyesore sitting in your yard or on your job site. They service DeSoto, Tate, Marshall, and Tunica counties. So visit them at DeSotoDumpsters.com or give them a call at 901 901- one two nine nine oh nine sixteen. Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873. All right, guys, it's now time for that fact of the week, and this is brought to you by Rob Long of the Soda County Museum, which is located in Hernando on Commerce Street right across Area 51 Ice Cream Shop. Guys, they are open Tuesday through Saturday and have numerous exhibits for your viewing and learning pleasure. Do not miss out this opportunity. In Hernando, they do a fantastic job and have great exhibits. Guys, did you know that Olive Branch was the third of six high schools in the area to serve the residents of Olive Branch? The first school was Rock Springs School that was established in 1836. The next high school was the DeSoto Agricultural High School, which was established in 1911, which was a large building that used to stand right next to where the current Olive Branch Middle School gym is. It served as a boarding school and focused on vocational training more than just the traditional high school. The school also served as a hub for metal donations in the war effort during World War I. By 1930, the population growth had created the need for more space for education, and in 1931, Olive Branch High School was created in the very same building as the DeSoto Agricultural High School building was, and yet it had a few adjustments. The fourth high school actually was East Side, which served the African-American children as segregation was allowed until 1970. And at the time, the two schools were combined and the conquistadors were born. The mascot was chosen as it was neither white nor black and it represented change. The last two high schools to build, of course, are Center Hill and Lewisburg, rounding out the sixth of the area. I feel so dumb because I was sitting there after you said all the branch and I was like, where are the last four? Like, where's five and six? And then as soon as you said it, I was just like, and yep, I'm dumb. (laughs) Pretty crazy. But thanks again, Rob, for the great information. Who knew that we've had six high schools in all the branch in this existence? Just absolutely crazy. And seeing how some of them morphed into something else and creating what we have now, it is always great to see the community just come together. Absolutely. Now, guys, last week we had a quick little promo uh, or movie review, if you want to say, about the Suicide Squad that had just come out. And I had not finished watching it yet, and Cash gave a little excerpt, and we said we'd get a little more details. And so from that point of view, I'm going to tell you is that, in my opinion, the movie is very entertaining. Uh, I think I would give it probably a seven and a half, purely based on entertainment, spontaneity, and just creativity with uh, different directions of how bad guys and storylines or superheroes would go. Other than that, there is some cheese in it. 
and uh, and they really go for it at the end when it comes to the all out bad guy. <laughs> and uh, and I almost I want to say I applaud it for just trying to go there because it is quite unique. Well, how did you feel about watching a superhero movie that you didn't have any attachment to any of the superheroes? Because when we got that on the Marvel side, it was Guardians of the Galaxy, and you immediately fell in love with everybody. Whereas here, you immediately see everybody. Well, eh, maybe they'll be back in the next one. Yeah, that's a big maybe. Um, I'll give you this. I think it's one of those things that you know, it's a DC feel. DC is just not as common or mainstream when it comes to your general audience. And so most of the characters, you felt like you're pulling your phone up and Googling saying, is this a real DC character? And if you have that kind of doubt, then that tells you that you're not really in tune with a DC comics like they were. But yes, every single person they had on this was an actual character in a comic book for DC. And it's just they're just not as common because... DC movies are just not as well received or well done as the Marvel series has been going for the last 10 to 15 years. Well, and I mean, and part of that just speaks to the fact that you had Suicide Squad and now you have the Suicide Squad. And it was just really clunky of the advertising and bringing back Harley. But like I said, still a really fun movie. It was just interesting to see how when Marvel did it with Guardians of the Galaxy, you immediately fell in love with them. And just that's probably one of their best movies all time. Uh, I'll agree. And became integral. I don't know how any of these people become integral or all-timers because even Harley Quinn, who's been the star of three movies, doesn't really have her own solo movie because it's Suicide Squad, the fantastical events of Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn, and then the Suicide Squad. I know. Uh, DC just decided to go in a much different direction when it does their stuff, and I, sadly, that's the reason it's just falling behind when it comes to popularity and you know how they're received and it's just it is what it is but and i will say the uh prison scene with harley where she has the key incident one take that was all it took for her to do that bravo the ability that she has to use her feet and stuff i was just like how like ow i pulled a hammy just watching some of the exercises she was doing i was there. in pain watching the scene I was in pain. Oh, my so, goodness. Uh, yeah, but, yes, please go see it. The uh, scenes that they cut for it were fantastic. I, like you said, still give it high sixes, low sevens, entertainment out of the world. Absolutely, guys. Check it out. Check it out. Guys, it's now that time that I have been looking forward to for so long, and it is football season. And this year, we are going all out. We are going to be a part of all three high schools here when it comes to football. Cash and I are going to be going to the games. We are going to be on the PAs. We are going to be having people come in and watch games with us. And we're going to have the head coaches join us each week on a special post-game show right here on OB Pod. And we can't thank them enough. This is going to be huge for our community. And it's going to be huge for our kids to be able to talk about them, talk about the games, give the listeners maybe some inside edges and points. Because how many times have you gone to a game and watched it and just didn't understand why they were doing this? why this wasn't changed, what was the decision behind this. And so if these are things that you contemplate or ponder or wonder or just really just want to listen to coaches talk about their kids, this is going to be the place for you. Uh, we encourage you to email us or message us through social media or whatever and let us know your thoughts during ball games. If you have questions for coaches, anything, they're all going to join us every single week and talk about Friday Night Lights and so that y'all can hear about it every Monday morning and we couldn't be happier. So to start this all out, we asked all three coaches to join us and do a preview show to let us know how their summer went, how summer workouts were going. There was seven on seven. And we asked very similar questions to all of them and maybe to highlight a few kids that really stepped up and showed some true grit when it comes to how the summer was coming to a close and season starting. 
as well as Cash and I had an absolute blast filming videos with the coaches and doing some parodies. Uh, we had a I had a great one, and we'll describe each one of them with their coach and the process we went to before we do the interview. But guys, I, let's don't waste any more time. We're going to get right into these interviews, and we're going to start with Olive Branch's head coach, Jason Russell, and his crew. Uh, we visited them this past week and decided to do a video spoof with the Tombstone theme. And uh, so make sure you're checking that on Facebook, on Twitter, and if you like it, make sure you give us a like, share it to your friends and family. If you think it's hilarious, if you think it's dumb, don't be shy. Let us know what you think. We look forward to your comments. But, guys, here's our interview with Coach Russell. Guys and gals, I've got a special guest today. I've got Coach Jason Russell, and he is joining us today to do a preview of the football season for 2021. And, Coach, how are we doing today, brother? I am doing great. Really excited about this year, ready to get started. Man, I heard that, man. Well, first, let me say thank you. We really appreciate you committing to this season. It means a lot to our podcast listeners and stuff, and we're growing by leaps and bounds, especially when we told them that you're going to be joining us week by week uh, to discuss the, the football Friday night and, uh, you know, field prep and game prep and kids and everything else. And that's just what our – I think our community has really been desiring, that coach that's been available, reachable, mm-hmm. uh, and really kind of spells it out for how the program is going and directions and, you know, and not afraid to call it like it is. Absolutely. And uh, based on everything that I've seen here is we're on site right here at Olive Branch High School. The improvements you've made to the building, facilities, and everything else are amazing, top-notch. And so I know the kids are excited about that, and so I can definitely tell it's going to translate to the field. And so no pressure, absolutely no pressure at all. <laughs> absolutely. So, Coach, I want to get right to it, man. Everybody wants to know, how did the summer go? I mean, how did, you know, a lot of people do summer workouts, 707, as we talked about in the past year. Give us a little synopsis. Well, you know, first off, we had a fantastic summer. You know, as far as uh, as summers go, the biggest thing is getting kids here. You know, if our kids are here, they're going to work really, really hard. Um, and we had fantastic attendance this summer. I went through the first half of the summer, and there was only a few kids that, that missed days where they didn't tell me ahead of time, you know. And, and that's when we go into the summer. I, I, I know kids are going to take vacations. I know they're going to go places with their families and do those things, and I want them to do those things. But just like a job, I just want them to let me know ahead of time and let's make sure we're on the same page so I'm not looking around saying hey where's where's Johnny today you know I I know where he is Uh, so that's really really big you know we did a lot of seven on seven especially in the month of June and I'll be honest with you we we started off a little bit rocky that first week of uh, seven on seven we didn't look great but by the time we got done with June working our seven on seven uh, competitions it was just absolutely amazing how much our kids grew, how much better they were. Um, and I think if you if you look at that, you can see growth. You can see improvement day by day. What else can you ask for as a coach? Our kids got so much better throughout this summer. Uh, seven on seven, strength, conditioning. Uh, we look like a football team is ready to go play right now. Man, that's great, Coach. Uh, I know attendance is kind of a struggle. And, of course, you add in this epidemic, COVID, everything else. There's just so many more variables now mm-hmm. a coach has to battle when it comes to these things. So to hear that, that's phenomenal. It's great for the program. Coach, was there any um, any big gains or any changes were made over the summer due to this participation and uh, how kids responded? Well, you know, we hadn't made any, you know, personnel changes as far as that goes, but we have seen some guys shine. You know, see, we've seen some guys that looked really, really good this summer. Um, you know, Keyshawn Sessman really stood out this summer, I felt like, in our seven-on-seven uh, tournaments and, and, and play that we had. He he made some just phenomenal catches of the football. Uh, Braden Wright threw the ball really, really well this summer made some big time plays with his arm and what's amazing about him is he's a 4-4 guy you know so they don't let you run at quarterback in seven on seven so 
uh, here he is out there with just his arm, and then when we combine that with what he's able to do with his legs, it's going to be he's going to be pretty dangerous. I heard that. That's a true dual threat if you're in the four four range. Yeah, That's he impressive. is too. Now he can fly. Coach, I know when practice starts this next week, who are you expecting to step up, or basically who are you looking to be leaders when it comes to maybe your offensive unit, defensive unit, or are you more specific of uh, you know individual leaders of Indo's group? Like when I coached offensive line, you know you always have that one guy you count as your number one, who's kind mm-hmm. of the leader of the small group, and then maybe yeah. you have an offensive guy. How, how do you feel like your structure going to be this year? Well, you know, uh, you, you mentioned offensive line. We've got two fantastic seniors on the offensive line that have been big-time starters and big-time contributors for us, and Mason Holmes and Pat Bell. Uh, really expect for those two guys to be the you know the bell cows up front. And man, I, those two guys are strong. They're fast. They're physical. They love to finish. I mean, what what, what else can you ask for an offensive oh, lineman? Better than a guy who wants to finish. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly <better>. right. It <laughs> makes it makes us O line coaches fired up. So, uh, and both those guys love it. They love to finish. And so I'm excited about those guys leading their groups. Uh, I mentioned Braden Wright a minute ago. Um, Braden is a you know a quarterback, and so by that position, he's going to be a leader amongst our team. Uh, Keyshawn Sessom is a vocal guy on offense he's out there uh he really helps get our younger receivers and guys lined up make sure they're uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing uh and then defensively uh we've got you know flip sanders on the back end he's gonna be a junior this year um and he does a great job getting everybody lined up every play and uh he's very vocal out there for us i think he's going to be a big time he's kind of the quarterback of the defense honestly you know he's that he's that safety and he's the guy that's going to direct everybody around uh we've also got uh, darren wilson who's a starting corner who's a senior uh, that kid's got the best hands on the football team, but he's also a fantastic cornerback, and so we play him over there. and And it wouldn't be too surprised if we see him a little bit on offense as well. Uh, defensive line wise, uh, we've got some guys in uh, Travis Boyce who just always seems to be around the football, always seems to be making plays. Um, and then you know Brevin uh, Brevin Warren, he's a he's a guy who was out last year, uh, went virtual, and so he's he's a guy that you know a lot of people haven't seen before. But I'm telling you now, that kid is a good looking kid. And he has a chance to be a big-time football player. Uh, linebacker-wise, uh, we actually graduated all three starting linebackers last year. But, you know, so we're going to be a little bit less experienced of a group there. But I'm excited about that group. We've got some uh, some older guys that are ready to step in. And it's their time and, you know, their time to shine. And we've also got some young talent out there that's just really, really impressive. Um, you know, we had a kid out there that I had every scout that came through this uh, this spring, and we always have a bunch of them around here. And, and everybody, every time they came through, they said, who's that? And I said, you wouldn't believe this. He's a ninth grader right now. He's going to be a tenth grader next year. And they just – their eyes were – just about to pop out of their head on I said that. I heard so, that. I yeah. heard that. That's awesome, Coach. Well, Coach, you know, like we, we're we going to call it like it is and stuff. And like uh, last spring we, we met and we talked about y'all spring game versus Lake Carmen. You had a lot of positive plays, had a lot of negative plays. Absolutely. We struggled some things on defense. And I kind of felt like after our conversation then that defense kind of became more of the focus, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like you said, inexperienced youth, uh, that this upcoming season, that's going to have to be a strong focus. Do you feel like during the summer that y'all have made gains in that direction? I know y'all start practice Monday, but do you already feel better about that? Absolutely. You know, I uh, we made a few changes on defense. Uh, Brandon Jackson was promoted to be our defense coordinator. Uh, so we've got a six-year NFL vet with a uh, Super Bowl ring starting running back in the Super Bowl that is 
leading our defense. So uh, you talk about immediate uh, kids buy-in. Uh, the kids are fired up about having him over there. He brings energy every single day. And, you know, I talked about earlier about from the beginning of the summer to now how much of a different defense we are and how much better we look right now. And I think a lot of that is, is what he's done and brought with those kids and talked to them and taught them uh, about our defensive scheme. And, man, well, I tell you what, I think the sky's the limit over there. I heard that because there is something to say about kids being excited about a guy who truly has that kind of level of experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you do get to walk around the Super Bowl ring, it does kind of say, I have a resume. I Absolutely. mean, it pretty much it is what it is. You know? <laughs> it it I mean, is. Not it everybody is. can say I can do that. Absolutely. You know? So uh, I think yeah. that's pretty epic. Definitely. All right, Coach, let's talk about it here. Your first Jamboree game is coming up on what date and who is the opponent? We've got August the 20th, and we're playing at Corinth at, at 6 Corinth. o'clock. Now, Corinth in the past has been pretty salty team, a lot of athletes. Uh, a lot of guys who can move the ball around, pretty agile group. Uh, what do you expect from the game? Well, I'm pretty excited about it because, you know, uh, it gives us, first of all, it gives us an opportunity to compete against somebody other than ourselves. You know, that's, that's always fun. Um, they do some things a little bit different than we do defensively. And they uh, give us some looks as far as a three-high safety look a lot of times and different looks that uh, they kind of – a trendier type defense that a lot of people are going to be running this year and so it gives us an opportunity that's right it gives (laughs) us an opportunity to to face that in a jamboree game and i think that's really important uh and see somebody that runs a defense that's really quite different than ours that's awesome so coach what is your mood going into this jamboree game well you know i'm excited about it you know i think you go into a jamboree and it's just your warm-up for your first game i mean i think you need to go in and you need to as a coach you need to treat it uh very much as a regular game but now we're not going to go through and game plan to the level that we would for a regular season game we're going to still be worrying that week of camp about us and making sure we're the best team going into week one uh we will look at them some yes absolutely but uh more or less that game you want it to be a a great tune-up have an opportunity to have some success find out where you need to improve upon and, and make those changes you know here's the thing I've, I've been doing this for 15 years and I don't know that I've ever had the same starting lineup at the Jamboree as I'd had week one all together all 22 I mean you always end up making some changes and seeing where you know hey we need to get better here uh, we this guy really showed out he needs an opportunity to play what would coach what would you say your primary goal and focus will be at the end of the by the end of the Jamboree starting for your season one opener Well, the first goal of coming out of the Jamboree is to be healthy. We want to make sure that our guys are ready to go for that week one game uh, versus Memphis Trezvant. And, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing is that they are all coming out ready to play. Uh, We want to fix any problems that we see uh, from a scheme standpoint, make sure that we're doing the things that are best, uh, putting our athletes in the best position to be successful. Uh, We also, from a personnel standpoint, we want to make sure that uh, we've got the right guys on the field. You know, a lot of times you you find out that you've got a guy standing over there by you that could be really, really successful on the field, or you find a guy that's that's out there right now that, you know, you might need to find the next guy and get him ready. So, Coach, we come out to the Jamboree game. What kind of uh, expectations we have when it comes to X's and O's? And I know that's tight-lipped and guarded and all that <laughs> stuff, but uh, I also know that you've got some coaches on your staff that are pretty confident in their X's and O's. And so, anything new, anything exciting, any formations, anything you can tell us that maybe the fan, you know, that armchair quarterback who's looking Absolutely. forward to being in the stands wants to know? Well, I think people are going to be excited about the offense we're running, first of all. You know, we're running a college-style offense. You could turn on the, you know, TV on Saturday you come to our game on Friday and you're going to see very similar offenses um, and, I, and I think that's just because it's the right thing to do and, and it puts those kids in an opportunity to be successful and and, and show their talents to, to all these different schools
schools and, and helps them with their future. I also, you know, we've got a fantastic coaching staff. You know, Coach Justin Jones, who's with us, who's coached the offensive line for years and years, done a fantastic job here in DeSoto County. Uh, we've got Coach Jay Jones. Uh, he's uh, been with us uh, this his first year here at Olive Branch. Uh, he is a uh, former SEC coach, uh, you know, coached three years at Ole Miss, uh, has got, you know, two Cotton Bowl rings. I mean, just tons of success as a player. Uh, and a coach, you know, played football down at uh, at Nickel State. Uh, we got Brandon Jackson, who I mentioned earlier, six six year NFL vet, uh, who's a Super Bowl champion. Uh, you know, we've just got a staff here that is doing a phenomenal job teaching the game of football, and I'm really really excited about the way that our kids are growing uh, with the tutelage of this staff. I heard that. So, can we still expect a kind of a spread, wide open style kind of offense we saw in the spring, or any adjustments to that? Absolutely. You know, that's one of my big things is I want to make the defense defend sideline to sideline and all the entire length of the field. Um, I think a spread offense allows you to do that. Does that mean that you're just because you're the spread, you're going to throw the ball every play? No, it does not. But it does uh, it does put us in the situation where we can play to the best numbers possible. You know, if they're packing the box, we can throw the ball. Uh, if they play outside, then we can run the ball. I understand that. Well, you coach the the one time that Olive Branch won state here in the past 15, 20 years, they ran a spread offense, but believe it or not, most of their offense was a run game out mm-hmm. of it. So totally understand that. On defensive side, so we'll start with the bare bones here. Are we talking 4-3, four, 4-4, four, four, what, what, what numbers are we looking at here? You know, we're, we're a base four down front. We're going to be able to play multiple things and do do some things and be able to move around and change where our guys are because, you know, still want the offense to, to be able to tee off. Uh, but we're a base four down front, and, uh, you know, we've been that – last couple years here and and uh, that's what I've been you know most of my career as well so I'm excited about that and uh, we'll make sure that our kids know the base and they're really good at playing that base 4-3. Coach I can't thank you enough for all the information I know the fans and the listeners are going to be pretty excited about that um, I always like to give the coach an opportunity especially going at the beginning of this uh, anything else you want to add to bring for the, to the community to know uh, to help the kids promote the program anything of that nature? Well you know we've got a couple things going on right now first off we've got our uh, online store available right now where people can go on and purchase uh, gear so they can uh, wear their can uh, show their conquistador pride with what they're wearing down the hallways at the school or in the community uh, so that's available right now online uh, and there's a link to that on our school website and, and they can go on there and, and, and pull that up and and shop for their uh, their olive branch wear uh, we're also selling discount cards. Our kids are going to be going out and to uh, benefit the Booster Club. They're going to go out and sell discount cards, and uh, they're only ten dollars. But they've got a they've got some fantastic restaurants on them, and if you use them about two or three different times, you'll have paid for the card. So they really kind of pay for themselves, honestly. Guys, I hope y'all heard that. I want everybody to come out and support the OB High School Conquistadors this season. Uh, look for this gear. Uh, I have been given a sneak peek at their new uniform and some of the gear they have. And let me say. It's impressive. And so when you get to see it in person, you will see what I'm talking about. But, Coach, again, thank you for your time. It really means a lot. And we look forward to talking to you every week and maybe a few of your assistant coaches to really highlight these kids and the success of the program moving forward. Sounds great. Look forward to it. Thank you, Coach Russell. It was an awesome interview, and your video was knocked out of the park. I am so excited for everybody to go ahead and be able to see this. Next, we headed on over to Lewisburg. And Coach Hectorn came out guns blazing. I did not expect him to fully commit to this like he did because we had a Rocky montage that I, I think is my favorite. He wrapped his hands and did a little boxing stuff, had the headband. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Y'all go are going to have a blast. Go, go watch the video. If you're a Lewisburg fan and you know Coach Hectorn or whatever, 
Go watch the video. You talk about a guy committing to a role for a promo video. It was epic. And then the still that we have in this. Oh, boy. Like, Can anybody say meme central? No. <laughs> <laughs> but here's our interview with Coach Hectorn. Hey, guys and gals. I got a special guest. I got Coach Dustin Hectorn of the Lewisburg High School. Coach, how are we doing today, brother? Hey, I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me on. Man, I can't thank you enough, man. It's it's one thing to get you on to talk about a little about the kids. It's another to have the commitment that you're going to stick with us this entire season for the postgame show. That means a lot, you know, because our county needs positive news and reinforcement for these kids. And to know that a coach is willing to take his time out of his you know, personal life and emphasize his own and try to better them and give them better opportunities, that means a lot. And that's a kudos to you, Coach. Well, and thank you guys. I mean, these kids work extremely hard year-round. You know, football is not a, uh, just a fall sport anymore. It's a year-round deal. And these guys work really hard. And to be able to highlight them and, and, and the hard work that they do, it's very deserving. And we really appreciate what you guys do. So, Coach, if everybody wants to know, how did the summer go? Last time we spoke, we were like, you know, you had some big goals. We had a fantastic summer. We really felt like we've gotten better. Coming into spring, everything was brand new. So brand new offense, brand new defense, new coaches. We started kind of understanding a little bit more what we were trying to do on offense and defense. So it wasn't just coach calls a play and I do it. We started to understand why. And uh, that was a big part of our summer. And we really started kind of noticing that, especially the last few weeks. So it, it's been real exciting to see that. We've seen some guys grow, you know, step up. We saw, uh, you know, guys compete. So it was a fantastic summer. I think we got better, stronger as a team. So really excited about how the summer went, what we got out of it. Awesome. Well, Coach, you mentioned some of those players. Anybody of noteworthy that kind of really kind of shined or you saw a, a drastic change? I Don't get me wrong. Every summer you see kids make some really large strides in growth and strength and like that. But was there any, any, any couple of them that were kind of a surprise? Or, or did you notice something unique that they came out of the summer that maybe you want to highlight? You know, we, we had a – a really big quarterback battle coming out of spring and we knew that it was going to carry on through the summer it's still going on now but one guy that we really saw kind of grow up and and grow as a leader was a guy named taylor hill who's who's uh competing for the starting quarterback spot uh on defense we saw guys like elliot helps uh, who's only going to be a sophomore but really start to kind of command that back end uh, at, at the safety position um, dante jackson's a guy that uh, you know, it's going to play Mike linebacker for us that, you know, has really started kind of taking over the defense and making calls and, and getting people lined up. So, um, you know, we've had guys all over the place. I mean, it's hard. Those are just a few. Uh, and, and we could go on for days about all of our guys. They were uh, unbelievable this summer. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Coach, did y'all participate in seven on seven? I'm sure with a quarterback battle, you kind of had to. But uh, were there any bright spots with that? We did. We actually hosted several teams here on Tuesday. So um, it started a thing that I uh, talked to Senatobia and Horn Lake about coming over. And next thing you know, we had six or seven schools here every Tuesday. And uh, it, it was fantastic. We got a lot of work, got to see a lot of different competition. And um, again, it was a situation where our guys kind of got to compete and, and come together. And um, you know, we didn't have to go anywhere. That was another great thing about it. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, we got a lot of great work in. And, um, you know, it wasn't something that we really planned. It just kind of fell into place. And it, it was fantastic. 
Awesome. Well, there's nothing better than getting a competition other than yourself. You, know, you can you can get a 20 times better playing against somebody you don't know versus yourself. And it's, it is a great value. That's right. So, Coach, today was day one of actual practices. So, what do you want to tell everybody about day one? I know most day one practices are usually not good. So, you know, I, I want to go ahead and warn our listeners now as a former coach, and Cash will tell you as well, most day ones are usually frustrating, scratch your head, like they'll be misfire. Was it stereotypical? They're usually pretty awful. And and this one wasn't great, uh, but it wasn't awful either. It, and, and I don't know, you know, a little bit different schedule this year. Normally, you know, we would have started a week ago. So we did have those first few days of school that they got in before uh, we started practice. So I don't know if that kind of helped a little bit. But our guys were really excited. I mean, like I said, they've worked really hard since January when we came in and um, you know, they've been waiting for this day for a long, long time. So, um, you know, was it great? No, but, but overall, I, I, I like the energy. Uh, it, it didn't feel like your typical day one as far as some of the bust and things that, that you normally see. So really, uh, really positive day. You know, we've got to come back and be better tomorrow, obviously, but, um, excited about what we did today. So coach, you got a jamboree coming up on August 20th and who are we playing this year? We will be at independence at independence coach. So, what was Independence's record last year? You know, I'm not not real sure. Uh, we didn't we didn't play them uh, where we were, and um, but you know they came over for seven on seven this summer, and and they they probably had fifty or sixty kids with them for seven on seven, and they looked good. You know, they could run, and um, so they're doing a really good job down there. And and uh, you know, a lot of people think, well, man, a smaller school, but. Uh, we, we know we've got our work cut out for us when we head down to Independence. I understand that. So, Coach, most of these parents around here and our listeners, of course, they want to feel like they got a little bit of an edge when they listen. You know, So they want that little bit of nugget, that little tidbit that tells, hey, you know what, I know a little bit going to this game. So what kind of defense are you expecting from them? What kind of offense are you planning to kind of attack them with? Anything you can give away. I know you're not going to give away your secrets and everything, but – Give, give the listener a little bit. Well, not real sure what we're going to get from them. I, I will call their coach, you know, next week, and, and we'll kind of sort through that. Uh, you know, they, they had a young quarterback this summer that could really throw it around and, and some receivers that, that could, could go, you know, some nice long guys that, that caught the ball well. So I would assume that we'll see the ball thrown around from them, um, you know, but – Again, didn't play him last year and, and uh, hadn't traded film or anything like that. Well, so. it is a jamboree, and most most coaches don't necessarily scout a jamboree, in my opinion. And you tell me if I'm wrong, Coach. Jamborees is just like spring game. It's a way of evaluating your players before you get into your real games. And not to say this isn't a real game, but this is more of an evaluation too. Would you agree? A hundred percent. You know, next week won't be a typical game week for us. You know, I mean, we, we, we're going to continue to practice. We're going to continue to work on ourselves. And, and playing them is just an opportunity to go – uh, against someone else and, and kind of a dress rehearsal, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, there's not a whole lot of game plan that goes into it. You know, and I tell our kids all the time, if if I play checkers against my mom, I, I want to win, you know, and I want to win big. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, so – but at the same time, it's not necessarily about a win. It's it's about us going out and getting better and executing uh, what, what we need to do. So what is your primary goal to achieve by the end of this game? You know, for me, our biggest thing, you know, we've, we've got some pieces in place. I, I like what we're, we're doing on offense. I like what we're doing on defense. My biggest thing is I want to see our guys get under lights and compete and, and be able to handle things that are different. You know, we, we game plan every week during the season, but everybody comes out with something you're not prepared for. And how do you adjust to it? And how do you handle the adversity that comes through the course of a game? 
and is all the hard work that our guys have put in, that is the difference. That's going to be the thing that, that dictates success for our season. You know, we just want to see that next week when we finally get to go against somebody else. So, Coach, who do you expect to be maybe your offensive, defensive captain? Are you are y'all a team that has, like, small position groups where you have leaders, or is it kind of just one guy on offense, one kind of defense? Is any kids that have kind of stepped up in those kind of roles or people you're expecting to lean on? Well, you know, as far as that goes, I mean, we try to have leadership across the board. I, I want every guy in the in the building to be a leader. And uh, whether it's in their position group or, um, you know, if they're the only one, you know, there's two of them in an English class. I want everyone to be a leader. So, uh, you know, we've got some guys that, that, you know, obviously naturally kind of gravitate to that role and and take that a little bit more serious. And, you know, I think of a guy like Dalen Fox on our defense. Um, You know, I I mentioned Dante Jackson's a guy that has really stepped up vocally. And and offensively, we've got a guy, J.D. Green, who – uh, doesn't necessarily say a whole lot, but his work speaks for himself, and his expectations are very high. And we've got a guy in Cole McKinney who's a tight end for us who, who's very vocal, and he'll tell you exactly what he thinks and what he feels. <laughs> and uh, he's not afraid to get in somebody Sounds if he like needs to. Sounds like my kind of guy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those are the guys that, you know, a lot of people think are – well, that's a leader because he's, he's willing to say it. But, you know, our guys, there's so many different ways to lead and – and we, we spent a lot of time this offseason. We've had leadership meetings at 6.30 in the morning throughout the course of the offseason, and, and these guys have showed up. And, you know, we're looking for leadership across the board. So, Coach, I really appreciate all that information. I know our, uh, our parents and community is going to soak it up like a dry sponge, um, and I know everybody's looking forward to the season. But if you, if you wanted to take a few moments and if you wanted to talk to, you know, the listeners and the community, is there anything you want them to get put out there for about the kids, anything that might help the program, anything of that nature? You know, first and foremost, come watch these guys. I mean, they are an unbelievable group of kids that that have worked extremely hard, um, not only getting better athletically, uh, but becoming better people and 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 better teammates and 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 really caring about this community and this school. And that's what you know. That's what is important to us. And so, come out and see these guys. Come support them. And uh, you know, there's nothing better when you turn around and the stands are full and people are cheering and excited for them. And you know, that's kind of one of the biggest things. So we're really excited about uh, getting to highlight them on, on post-game show. And, uh, you know, make sure you guys tune in every Monday, listen to that. Again, we're just excited about the opportunity to get these guys out ready to play. Coach, again, thank you for your time. It means a lot. And we look forward to talking to you each and every week and uh, talking about those big wins. Even if, even if we have a tough loss, you know, making sure those kids are known that, hey, their work effort was not going in vain and that everybody got better every day is I, our goal. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. Get better. That's what we believe. And uh, we're excited about it. And thank you guys for what y'all do. And, you know, we're, we're pumped to uh, get to talk about our program and our kids every week, every absolutely. Monday. Absolutely. Coach, again, thanks. Yes, sir. Thank you. Man, thanks a lot, Dustin. We really appreciate the interview. It was absolutely awesome. Guys, our last interview, of course, is my coach, Coach Alan Peacock. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you now, if there was a guy who was more pumped and more excited about doing our video for the promo on this, nobody beats him. The Joker went out and bought a special shirt, got his whole, got dressed a certain way. And when you talk about committing to making this look the way it yeah. would look, I, I don't want to say it's a favorite, but, man, it is one of the funnest ones I got to shoot. And, uh, you know, if you're a Mountain Dew lover, you will understand when you get done watching this video. I'm going to have a epic. little bit of a spoiler alert because it was the Jorts that did it for me. It See, seeing them come out in those, it was just <laughs> – were those homemade on the spot or – No, I do believe he owns them, so that is – Some jeans may or may not have been hurt in the making of this video. <laughs> but, yes, if you have not seen it yet, go to Facebook, go to Twitter right now and watch the Center Hill promo ad, and you are going to see Coach Alan Peacock 
bring it when it comes to how you get ready for a, a podcast. In a way that you may have never seen him before. <laughs> so, guys, we're going to go to that interview now, and here you go. Hey, guys and gals, i got a special guest here today. I've got Coach Alan Peacock joining us for our preview to the post-game show. Coach, how are we doing today, brother? I'm doing good. Man, appreciate you joining us, uh, and we really appreciate you making the commitment to do the post-game show this season, and it means a lot. We've got a lot of positive feedback about getting to talk about the kids and the season and the program and all these three successful schools and all the branch, and you're a big part of that, especially as you're the most tenured coach here in all the branch, basically DeSoto County. Uh, how does that feel being here in the county? Uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've been here for uh, starting my 11th season. It's home now. You know, my wife and I moved up here from her hometown. I think Coach Nestor's the only person that's been a head coach at DeSoto County longer than I have. So, Coach, when we spoke last spring, we talked about the kids and going into the summer, and I was very curious to find out how the summer went for the guys. Did you have a lot of successes, gains, anything positive you want to talk about? Yeah, I, th- I thought we had a pretty good summer. Uh, had had really good attendance, I think, out of our seniors. You know, got our freshmen up here and got them introduced to kind of how we do things and things like that. So That's awesome, Coach. Now, did you all participate in 707? Because I know that's kind of a tricky question, as you are a team that is famous for your slogan of Flexbone Nation, and we all know Flexbone is not what you call a high passing offense yeah we, we definitely do it some you know we're gonna do what we do on friday night from an offensive side but we we do it more for our defense obviously because they they need that work but it allows us to go ahead and get a lot of work on our passing game and some some things and try some wrinkles here and there um yeah we went to uh lewisburg uh two or three times uh and competed with lewisburg horn lake arlington uh by hell yeah a couple times you have some good competition out there the kids really respond to it yeah yeah no no doubt Really good competitive game with Horn Lake once or twice. And then same, obviously, with Lewisburg, we played them first each week. And, you know, kids really want to, you know, do well in that game, of course. So uh, it was it was a good setup and good deal. No arch rival there whatsoever, right? Uh, you know. Just small stuff. It is right? what it is. It is what it is. Huh? So, yeah, the battle for the trophy is going to be a big-time deal this year, especially with both being in 6A. Are you all pretty excited? It's going to be a challenge bumping up to 6A, um, you know, but, but excited to get back to be able to play them. You know, we had it scheduled last year. And, Weren't able to make it happen, uh, obviously, uh, due to COVID. Um, those games got canceled. Um, so, getting forward to, to getting to experience that again. Awesome. Now, Coach, we were talking about the summer before we get off of it. Was there any kids that you want to highlight that really kind of made a, any big gains or really stepped out there, either in leadership role or anything like that, Mitchell? I think, you know, our quarterback, Mark Holmes, uh, I think his leadership is just, uh, you know, unmatched on our team right now. He uh, actually broke his hand in the first seven-on-seven, like the first game of the first seven-on-seven we did. Uh, so he missed a lot of reps at quarterback. His presence in the weight room and his presence at seven on seven and those things really, you know, showed us a difference. And, and those kids just follow him. That's awesome. That's a that's a true team captain, if you ask me. If he's somebody who's injured but still there, making sure that his troops are doing right. Oh yeah, no doubt. He went to we went to Holmes uh, with Lewisburg uh, for their uh, team camp, and he I didn't think he was going to be able to do that much. He still, he still had a cast on, but you know he pretty much did every individual drill we had and. Didn't really miss a beat. All right, Coach. So practices have started in this blistering heat. So how's it been going for the Mustang so far? Uh, hot. It's been hot. You know, but it's, it's going well. Kids have responded. Um, like I said, I, I think our leadership is is pretty daggum good uh, this year um, from our senior class and and a couple of a new kids. A little bit more vocal uh, than we've been uh, the last couple of years. So uh, I think they they've kind of stepped up and kind of owned that. Um, 
that role and part of it. Coach, like we talked about with other coaches and like we really want to know to highlight the kids, is it, have you had any kids step up in any certain groups, uh, positions, or any captains arise in either in small groups, in position, whatever it may be, uh, that you might want to highlight that's kind of happened so far? Yeah, you know, I think on offense, we're not going to be as young as I thought we were due to a couple of transfers um, that moved in. I think we're going to be strong down the middle of our offense, which is what we want. I think we're going to be pretty good at center. Zach Hines is there right now. He started in the spring. Uh, there's a chance we may may move him around. We got a transfer from uh, right outside of Del- Dallas, Texas, named Gavin Martin. Um, so he may uh, play center or guard on the offensive line. And then you got Mark at quarterback, and then our, our little fullback uh, Amari Dawkins. Um, you know, again, just a great kid, uh, does a great job. And so we're going to be young and inexperienced, but but where it matters right down the, down the pipe, uh, I think we're going to be pretty decent. That's awesome. So how does the defense look so far? Uh, I think they've looked all right. You know, it, it's hard to tell in, in, in underwear, um, you know, what they can really do. But once we get the pads on, we'll know. You know, we've got more seniors back on defense, Eric Covington and um, uh, Delvin Johnson on uh, D-line. Both uh, started last year, both returners. And then got a good bit of depth at linebacker. No real super standouts, but, but six, seven kids that – you, you all feel pretty comfortable with on a Friday night. That's awesome, Coach. So, Coach, you know, when I last time I checked the schedule, I noticed that we were missing a Jamboree game. Have you have any news on that? Anything you want to drop to our listeners and let them know about? Yeah, I was actually, uh, uh, you know, just able to find us one. Again, due to a, a kind of a COVID cancellation, I think Holmes County Central was looking. Um, so they're, they're going to come to us next Friday night on uh, the 20th and uh, get to play a little football. That's awesome, Coach. I mean, I think it's fantastic for the kids to be able to get a little bit of live action practice, whatever you want to call it. You know, in my experience, Jamborees are a great place to evaluate your kids going into your season. So what would you say your goal or focus would be coming out of that Jamboree? I think, you know, the goal is, you know, figure a few things out on special teams um, and just uh, live action against, against somebody else, you know. Um, uh, as a coach – your, your most improvement usually comes from week one to week two. So getting to play a jamboree, getting a couple quarters, and trying to get that improvement done prior to your actual week one game is, is huge in my opinion. I was really, really needing to find one and was glad I was able to do that. So, Coach, we always like to wrap up with um, anything positive for the program. Is there anything going on in the program that the community needs to know, or is there anything you want to encourage the people to go into in this program? I think just come out and support these kids. Hopefully we get all our all our games in and get a full season played. But but if not, hopefully, you know, what we do get in and get done, um, you know, we make it great for these kids. I heard that. Now, Coach, is there any fundraisers or promotions going on that the kids are going to be doing to try to help build the program to help them out for their season? Yeah, we're uh, we're actually in the middle of selling uh, our, you know, spirit cards, fundraiser cards that have discounts all across the Soto County right now. So I think we're going to do that for, you know, about another week. You know, if you want to interested in buying one of those, see a Center Hill football player. He can send you a link, text. Uh, you can do it over the phone. Uh, so it's uh, really quick and easy. I heard that. Well, Coach, I really, really appreciate your time today, man. It means a lot. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the season. Uh, I think everybody is, like you, hoping that the season goes full bore. We don't have any cancellations, no issues, and kids get to have a fun, safe environment to enjoy you know, a little bit of normalcy of nothing but Friday Night Lights football. Um, and so, again, we look forward to talking to you each and every week. And so if you're listening, guys, and you want to help the program out, seek out a football player. Maybe you can help them out by buying one of those spirit cards. They are fantastic. My wife and I have bought them 
before. And now that my son's in the middle school program, you know, we are selling them as well. So it is what it is. But, hey, you know, it goes to the kids, and that's what matters. And so that's why we want to promote that for all of our kids and their programs here. But, again, Coach, thanks for your time, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate uh, all y'all are doing to bring, uh, you know, the spotlight to, you know, this side of DeSoto County. We want to thank all the coaches for coming on. It has been a pleasure, and we look forward to talking to you each and every week about your players, how they played, and just where you see the programs going in the upcoming years. Absolutely, guys. Make sure that you hit subscribe on your podcast catcher right now. If you have not done that, this will make sure you never miss one of our post-game shows with each one of these coaches. And if you know some people in the area that like football, love football, wanted to hear about the kids, hear the coaches' angles and perspectives on the games, and we're not going to be shying away from things. If we think something was not good, we're going to ask the coach, why is this happening? What's going on here? And we want your input. Do not hesitate. Email us at dobpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook at obpodcast as well as on Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know your thoughts, comments. But the one thing we're going to ask you here, guys, we want to promote the podcast so more people hear it. Make sure you're giving us a positive review on iTunes. Make sure you're sharing our posts. Make sure you're subscribing and letting people know. This is what's going to help get those kids recognized. We're going to send out all this information. We're going to try to make more videos, and we're going to send it to the right people in the state to get these kids recognized for their efforts, their hard work, and God willing, we hope that it helps promote the programs in a way that it gives these kids more opportunities after a high school career. And that is what we want more than anything. So you do your part to help us out with that. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe. Make sure you're hitting that like and you're sharing it with your friends. But guys, until next week, we really, really appreciate you. Keep listening. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. We'll see y'all then.